right. Oh my god. Get that yawn out. Woo. You just that caught was me. A good one. <laughs> um uh that was a really good conversation. Who did we talk to? To Tom Camel. Oh, it was good. Did you feel like it was good for you? Um, I feel like I have spent um we're gonna discuss how much time yeah, I yeah, yeah. but uh but but uh I've spent so much time with him being analytical about ourselves. Yeah. Um in the van. Yeah. Or in a small truck or yeah. whatnot. That uh what that felt like was that almost felt rehearsed at times that we know some of those things so much. Those those topics of like uh how do you guys how do you guys spend so much time together and how do you guys make it through gigs? Um, right. That that I love that because probably we've we've only had that conversation with each other so many times that uh I'm sorry, I'm so boring. Yeah, you, you're what what you got you're you're just fucking giving me the cliff notes on the whole fucking conversation no, right now. What I love what I love is that we've probably had that conversation <laughs> so many times alone that it's nice to actually have that conversation with a third party and with our listeners. It was really good. It was really helpful to me uh, to understand your relationship with each other. Oh yeah. Um yeah, that was great. That was and great. And everybody else wants to know about big old Trav and Party animal Tom Campbell. Yeah, how those guys have made it. What's with Big T and Big T? Yeah, man. Everyone has been thinking about that. <laughs> Travel. Uh, uh, you can you can get a hold of us by Gmail at uh, <laughs> Jamie and Travis Present at gmail.com. You can actually email us from any email uh, carrier to get us there. Uh, Jamie Travis Pod on Twitter. Please like us on Facebook. If you uh, if you write a review, that'd be so great. Yeah, Just please write a review. There are some really good sample reviews of directions to head in on our <laughs> iTunes. Yes, uh, and they're actually real reviews. It's not like we put them there. No, but you will be surprised. Uh, and. Uh, uh, we have some cool other shows coming up as well, and I hope you enjoy the thing. Actually, just one second before we move on. Yeah, yeah. What was your favorite podcast from 2016 from us? What was your favorite conversation? So that somebody uh, give somebody a reference point of one where they should go next. Oh, I mean, I have the Walker Hunter one is great. Go check out Walker Hunter. Uh, I personally go check out Jim and Matt uh, from Black Coffee, and go check out Caitlin Hoffmeister. Oh. Oh, and how did you like Colin Hickey's from last week? That was amazing. Or from Monday. That was amazing. Oh, yeah. Uh, Collins was amazing. Anyway. Pl- please let us know. Please. Please <laughs> make comments. It'd be so great. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, what are we? Uh, Jamie. And Travis. Present. Present. We'll see you in a second. I was listening to the, the <laughs> drum podcast, drum coffee podcast. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, it was all in stereo. I was like, it is in stereo. I was like, nice. Oh, I'm in the room. Just yeah. for the record. Did that enhance your are. experience? Jamie's it did. Yeah, yeah. I, totally I wish you had said this in a review on iTunes. I did. You haven't you know, uh, been to the reviews. Format. I wrote like six reviews about it. You did? <laughs> yeah. I check them every day. Like since you started, once. I've been writing reviews every day. Uh, yeah. Uh, Jamie didn't know that. He, he's never listened to our podcast. He does not know that. I've never listened to the Well, all right. <laughs> Put a little extra effort into mixing. It sucks that I keep saying because I know that I know that uh, you know I could probably get better at this, and it would be really useful to listen to it. No, I can't. Poppycock. I do nothing I don't want to do. 
No, but the idea was yes. It's it's like you're terrible. in the kitchen with us. But it, but the way it is is it's like you're literally sitting cross-legged in the middle of the table. That's the way it does sound when you're wow. listening to it. You're like weird. Oh, it's so awkward. Why are they yelling at me? Well, yeah. Why is my back starting to hurt? <laughs> <laughs> um, I bet some people recognize the voice that's with us. The magic voice. The magic voice of Tom Legend. Camel. Well, oh, well. <laughs> And thinking to themselves, how did they get an hour with this guy? Uh, how did how many phone calls had to be made? Oh. Man, so yeah, Tom Catmull, you how many years in a row have you been best musician? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. You, I know. I'm putting you on the spot. I really, right don't, away, know. Right? I really don't know. Nine years, but it's mad years. Mad it's nine years. Nine or ten. It's nine or ten. Which I is cool. And you would never. I know that. <laughs> know that that's not how you introduce yourself to people. <laughs> <laughs> right. right. It's not yes, good. It is. Uh, but that was a quick way of saying that you are a musician in Missoula has been doing it for a long time. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, uh, yeah, I, I, I like it here. I like playing music. It was not what I intended to do when I got oh, here, but it was like one of those, I've, I've heard other musicians say this, but it's like one of those things where um, uh, you, you know, I came here to go to school in right. 1994. I did that, and I finished, and then I kept working, and, you know, like nothing jumped out at me. I studied history, and I was like, I really don't want to go into the history grad program, right. you know. I don't necessarily want to teach. I'm just going to keep working here for a little while. And while that was happening, like, open mics were occurring, and then, like, I got a gig at the Top Hat, you know, and I got a second one at the Old Post, and then all of a sudden I was going out of town. <sighs> Look out. I'm a musician on the road. <laughs> Stuff like that. And that was it. And that was it, yeah. I, I uh, at while I was doing all that, I was like waiting table or waiting tables or soda jerking at the Uptown Diner. Uh, yeah, that's right. Soda jerking. Soda jerking. Soda jerking. That's gross. That's, that's uh, my favorite uh, Sammy Hagar single. <laughs> soda jerking. Wow, soda jerking. That's a euphemism from the fifties. Yes, but reinvented. <laughs> reinvented right. for the late nineties. Right. Soda jerking. Okay, sorry. <laughs> It's horrible. So, 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 so did you did you have like a moment where you were like, I'm gonna just do this, or did you just end up being like, oh man, I've got I'm playing music so much. I guess this is my job. Right. Now. I guess um, uh, it's hard to say. I, I was doing it more and more, and I liked it better than soda jerking. Uh, I liked it more than that. So I try to do it as much as possible. Uh, and so I started having days. I remember specifically having days where I'm like, I'm not going to work on the weekends because the weekends seem to be the time to play music. So I'd pick like Monday through Friday for my schedule. And then I'd pick, oh, I get a gig here and there. And it just like slowly kind of morphed into, I can't work that much until it eventually years down the road came down to me at the Redbird, uh, restaurant, uh, and uh, sitting across the office from Laura Waters from her desk. Or sitting in their office, and uh, and she's like, "All right, so." And I was going to school at the time. I went back to school for like a semester. She was like, "All right, here's what we can do. Looking at your schedule and what we got going on, you could do a on-call shift once every two weeks." And I was like, "Okay." <laughs> so then on the on the drive home, I was like, "That's ridiculous. It's just I'm really clinging to my day job." Like just to get what if I what if I lose that on call shift? Oh my god! So that's awesome. That's when I quit. Uh, so this is weird because so you, I started playing some music with you last summer, and we'll get to that whole thing because that's that's interesting. Uh, but 
uh, I like don't know anything about you. I know. It's Which a, is weird. It's because, crazy. Because all we do is we rock. Don't, we don't know each other. We just know each other from shows. Just <laughs> rocking, man. Rockin just rocking. Boom sauce, laying rehearsing. it down. And maybe you like to keep it that way, you know? Maybe that's like part of the ritual for you <laughs> when right. a new blood comes in. Right, you know? right, right, sure. <laughs> new but, blood. Uh, but I don't even like know where you're from. You're the first new blood since the 90s, actually. <laughs> Let me just say that. Whoa. No, that's not no. true. That's not true. That's not true. That's not true. There's uh, new blood in a decade. Uh, what did you just ask me? I don't me? even know where you're from. Uh, I am from uh, Spring, Texas, or Klein, Texas, just north of Houston. Okay. And uh, I, let's see, my family has this, uh, without going into the too long of a story, my family has this history with uh, um, Yellowstone. My grandfather was a ranger out there. Dad and mom met out there. We would go every summer from Texas, or almost every summer. Uh, and, uh, so I went to school for a couple of years at Stephen F. Austin in Nacogdoches, Texas, and decided that it's a dropout for a second because I was not really focused at all. Went and did that. Uh, and I was like, oh, I'll get a summer job in Yellowstone as my brothers and sisters, a lot of them did. And, uh, that's how I got up here. Basically I was five years in Yellowstone and then I wanted to finish school. So I moved to Missoula, Montana because Bozeman was too close to Yellowstone. And your apartment becomes a flop house. Man, so, I like that you just answered so many boring questions yeah. to ask, and really like right. got, like hurried us through there the worst part of this oh, you interview. Had, you, haven't, you, haven't asked, you haven't asked me about my influences uh, yet. Well, I was, yeah, no, I was. I mean, <laughs> well, uh, yeah. hey, uh, uh, where can people listen to your music? Just because if if anyone's like me, they're listening to this podcast and like Tom Catmull. Mm-hmm. If they don't know your music, they're also opening another window. Right now, to listen to your music, yeah. see so you have a Wikipedia page, that kind of stuff. Uh, uh, where can people listen to your music or, uh, or purchase it? www.tomcatmull.com. Awesome. Also, C A T M U L L. The Mall. The Mall. So, the when mall. he's talking about his music, if you need to uh, reference point, you can add, click, I think, under your browser, file, open, new window. <laughs> wow. Tom Camel. <laughs> Right? Well, no, but how do you do it without a mouse, just in case your mouse isn't working? <laughs> right. You have to go uh, control. <laughs> got to go to Best Buy. Yeah. Buy, <laughs> buy, new mouse. buy two. Buy two mice. Buy two mice. Um, uh, so that got you here, and then you and Travis started playing music together. This is so weird. New Year's Eve how? 2002. New Year's Eve 2002. Uh, and crazy. you guys have spent a lot of time with each other Holy since Holy shit. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's well insane. over, it's like 1,500 shows. Really? I think it is, yeah. I mean, it's like 15 wow. years. Yeah, right. All right. That's intense. We maxed That's out at shows. like 110 yeah. a year. Yeah. We maxed out around there. Yeah. And, and you're still friends. You still look at each Whatever. other in the eyeballs. We at, meet for uh, lunch every day at Ruby's. <laughs> <laughs> we hold court. We talk about the gigs. Uh, What's so, coming up? The so old days. Sunday was good. <laughs> that was a really nice show. That's so nice. You guys check in with each other. No. That's but, not true. Yeah, there's not. That's not true. No, we, we've been involved in each other's birthdays occasionally. Yeah, but that's as friendly as I think we have friends. Uh, yeah, we're not. You guys don't have friends. <laughs> we have each other. We have each. <laughs> <laughs> we have us, and we have other friends. We also have mutual friends. Like if yeah. we, when when there are events where we would all be at, we're at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, it's it's funny that you mentioned that. It's kind of it's uh, I. Uh, I have old friends that I that I uh, gathered when I moved here. Yeah, uh, Larry Hirschberg, Adam Sandoval, um, uh, and then I have uh, friends who I played music with, mm-hmm. 
and uh, that's you know that's kind of my thing. Yeah, guess, you know. Some of my first adult friends in Missoula were Adam Sandoval and Larry Hirschberg. There we go. So, so do <laughs> you mentors think at a certain point in life you stop making new friends because i'm the same way i only have friends who that i've made like in the last five ten years for me that uh are somehow connected to one of my jobs right yes and right. i usually really like my jobs mm-hmm. and that's unintentional but like and then but then it makes you think that like i am only willing to to meet new people if they're useful Oh, oh, wow. 100%. There's... And I, and I, do you think, it sounds like you two guys are, well, Travis, very consciously, Sorry. I'm sure, yeah. is that way. You mean they're useful like they're at your job and so. Useful, are, are, useful is maybe the wrong word. They have utility somehow. Like yeah. they, maybe it's just that they get that you're like obsessed with your job and you don't have a regular relationship right. with it. Or right. you met them from them being useful. Y- yeah. I mean, there's a couple of different ways. Yeah, to look I, can't, at it. I can't. I feel like I'm already regretting saying this. Um, Cause, cause, cause we, <laughs> don't listen to the podcast because we actually have people that listen. Yeah, this is one of those people's gonna be like, wait, am I one of the useful ones? That's it. I'm am just I useful. The useful That's the thing, though. I don't mean useful does not mean you don't also care genuinely about yeah, right, them. Right, right. But the bottom line is, I all of my close friends who I see regularly, who I see the most, uh, I also am in some kind of work thing with them. Fairly frequently, too. right? Oh, I see. So, like, so, like, when you're with them, there's like a double purpose going on. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's not rarely, and like, and then when I do just hang out with friends, it's those people in that context. Right. Right. It's, right, right. You know, it's not like just my like beer bud. Right. <laughs> right. You know, well, that's not use, that many that's beer not useful buds enough. There's got to be a beer bud and something else. Yeah. Going on. Yeah. It's, yeah. I think it's true. Probably. Like, I think that. Uh, Travis and I kid about getting together every day or whatever, or whenever we get together. We rarely get together, is yeah. the thing. Yeah. But the the reason, one of the reasons we rarely get together uh, <laughs> is because I don't, I don't like him, really. No, no, one of, one of the reasons, one of the reasons because we're, we're together so often. I mean, we just talked about like 1,500 shows or whatever. We're, we're together a lot. Yeah. You know, and, uh, and that's not only playing music, but, you know, there's like rehearsal, there's recording, there's like all this stuff, you know, so... We do have this double purpose thing going on. Well, it is. So. It's somebody like I probably at times there were there's like a five year stretch where I was spending more time with you mm-hmm. than I was spending with anybody else in my life. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because of like four days a week. And five years is a long time. That's intense. Yeah. Yeah. And then but then and then even before that was probably still like there was probably maybe girlfriends got more time than Tom got. Right. <laughs> or, and, sure. and band like there was it's probably been over over this whatever it is what is it now 15 yeah 15 years oh wow it is because it's january oh yeah, yeah, yeah that is weird oh, yeah and we wow. just played new year's oh man you said that exact same thing at the beginning so of the show weird. and you're acting like you just discovered it well because i didn't i didn't realize that it's, i've always like said oh it's like oh, we're coming up on 15 sometime but it actually is it's yeah literally, oh literally yeah it's 15 now like when i was a fly fishing guide like the year after i started guiding fishing trips people would be like how long you lived here 15 years Right. Also, I'm not 19. Yeah. I'm 30. <laughs> uh, but yes, uh, uh, there have been stretches where, like, uh, you, I spent more time with them than I spent with friends, quote yeah, unquote. Yeah. Like, so, yeah. Yeah. Well, you guys have, so now I'm in a band with you guys. And you two communicate in a, some weird ways. We do. And, and as, as someone who's what? very uh, 
uh, <laughs> I can be hypersensitive to to the way things are said. Yeah, you guys have to stop including me in your text message conversations because <laughs> it stresses me oh, out. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> okay, so oh, we'll no. figure it out first. <laughs> And then go to Jimmy. Yeah. Yeah. Because also, I don't, you know, that I like, I base my policy generally is I don't care. Right. So just, you know. I think Jamie enjoys that I will debate a half an hour. And it's just nothing. (laughs) You're just, you're just not debating anything. You're just fucking. I'm just a curious person. I'm just very curious. Yeah. To fill everyone in, these two get on these text message things. And I think Travis is trying to prod Tom. Yeah. Thank you. I'm so glad. Thank you. And that's why you're in the band, Boom Sauce. Yeah, boom Sauce. Oh, yeah. Also, Boom Sauce in the band. Oh, Jamie love. has a nickname. Oh. Just came up with the title for this uh, episode. Yeah, but, and, then, and, then, and then you respond in ways that seem earnest and also really sarcastic. Uh, yeah, earnest and slightly. I'm, I'm like a, I'm, I, I've got like a, a little defensive. Yeah. Like, just. Like, like, look how fucking earnest I am. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna earnest the hell out of you. Yeah, it's uh, true. 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 Yeah, no, that's that's all. That's literally been the case. Yeah, for for the duration. It's like true. I remember when this band was uh, only we only talked on the phone. Oh wow! Like the first year that's weird that I was booking with you guys. It was phone calls. Yeah, and then there was soon email, and there were email threads because. At one point, this band was... I wasn't the antagonist in this band at one point. <laughs> there was a different person who was definitely the antagonist. And those email threads were intense. And me, just like, like, oh, whatever. whatever. When do I have to show up? Right. How much money is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, It'll right. be great. It'll be great. Um, and then thread after thread of like, what are we going to do? When are we going to set up? What are we going to do this? And, and then it became... I remember... So I, you're like a beaten child. And now you're doing it to your child. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I learned this behavior from my mentor musicians. Wow. <laughs> that, that you have to you have to needle every decision. That sucks. <laughs> that sucks. So what time do we show up? Are you sure? Yeah. Are you sure? Uh, <laughs> oh man. Yeah. I'm pretty okay. sure. But I remember like, that's how long it's. I know. Well, that's kind of my goal is to make you think that. Wait, is that when it is supposed to be? I know. Uh-huh. I'm giving you the opportunity to be the right one. Inconceivable. <laughs> Inconceivable. <laughs> no, I'm not really doing that. But uh, and then I remember when uh, I got a cell phone. I was the first one in the band with a cell phone, and then uh, I got shit for not like responding to something. Like you didn't check your messages, and I was like, well, it's still just a phone. Right. And then, like 2010. That's that's how slow this band moves sometimes with technology. 2010 or 11 was like we're all texting now. Mm-hmm. We're all texting. We're gonna get this figured out. And then at some point. There's now, like, year, a couple, maybe a year ago, there was, like, email threads, Facebook message threads, and text threads going on. To where you're like, uh, wait, uh, where's that gig located? I right. can find this. I can find this. Where did he ask this question? Oh, where did God. John ask a question? Where did Gibson ask a question? I can find this. <laughs> All right. He, it was asked in an email, but uh, responded in a Facebook message, and then there was a retort <laughs> in, a, in a Snapchat. <laughs> Yes, I'll take the gig, Sin. Yeah. So, uh, what you are entering in, Jamie, is actually a quite streamlined process. Well, you guys are like... Are There's like, nothing to dilute. There's, there's no one to dilute. Well, you are... This is great. In a weird way. Uh, this is the best it's ever been. The way you guys communicate, I'm like, this is pointless. Totally. You're, you're both being pointless. But it's actually very highly evolved. Oh, yeah. Because the reason I think it's pointless is because it's going to dead end somewhere. And... 
create a situation that was far worse than it ever had to be. I.e., like I'm like, oh shit, Travis, don't prod him. He's gonna get mad. Oh yeah. Right. And then and then I am like, oh, I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> but no one ever really gets mad. And you guys, that's what I'm saying. It's like highly evolved. You guys get to be your sarcastic, terrible selves. Right. That's right. And not upset each other. Right. Right. Yeah. right, right, right. Which is rare. you're sort of meant for each other in that way. Uh, I guess so. It's. it's I think. I think we've. Uh, yeah. It's been. Uh, it's been a long process of uh, and I think we uh, in my opinion we know each other so well uh, and we have similar senses of humor uh, that have developed uh, in similar ways yeah that a lot of there's, time yeah there's just there's just an awareness of all the underpinnings of what's going on yeah. um, <laughs> I'm not arguing I am literally curious like wait why okay good that's what I wanted to know like your yeah. answer today was like well, yeah, okay, good. I just want to hear it. I just need to hear it out loud. Right. So that I'm not crazy. Like, am I crazy? Are we just doing this because, you know, like, what's the reason? Yeah. But then once I have that reason, yeah, great. Right. Sounds great. Good. Whatever, trail boss. <laughs> <laughs> just leave me out, man. <laughs> nope. I don't care. Nope. That's part of getting paid in this band. That's been for an awesome <laughs> podcast. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it actually is more interesting because, like, uh, there are, there are, I've, I've Jeez, oh, had a small stroke. Both hands up. Got it. Stroke check. Um, what? <laughs> what is that? Oh yeah, same jokes. Uh, it's, mm. it's hard to do a stroke check in a sleeping bag. Man, you gotta raise both hands. So, you guys. Um, the uh, I'm in a lot of different bands, and I communicate with every one of those bands. Yeah. And in the end, this one is still the most streamlined, the most easy to figure out. Like this is when the gig is. This is what's happening. This is, that's why when you when you when you tell me that it stresses you out, I'm like, this is great. Uh, this yeah. is great. Like I know everything. I know what the response is. I know what's going on. So. So you're asking for no reason. Uh, no, that one was a reason. Oh, okay. <laughs> I know. I know exactly what Tom is going to say every time. I just want to hear it. Because I had to hear it out loud. <laughs> uh, so. Your band has had many different uh, iterations over the years. Yeah. Started off as the Tom Cap... Is it was just Tom Catmull? Well, I started playing solo because I didn't know anybody. I was playing guitar and singing. Yeah. Uh, Do you come then, from like a musical family? Uh, not professionally, but uh, we were... They like sing at holidays. Yeah, there's a lot of singing going on. Uh, mm. And uh, my mom... Holiday singing? Yeah, hol- well, just uh, vacation singing. Oh, yeah, oh it's all there. <laughs> oh, <laughs> We sing in Latin. My, f- I gotta Dona say, Nobis Pacha. That's we really, do. That's really, yeah. And yeah, yeah. and do you get into it or? Oh, I'm totally into it. You are. I am. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I like it. I like it. Yeah. it. That's like breaks me inside. Yeah. yeah. I can't do it, and it sucks. I wish I could because what the fuck me? Who am I? Why get over yourself? <laughs> but like my True. my family, who I love so much, recently, like the last ten years, have started doing a lot of, yeah, sort of. Forced singing things. Well, if it's forced, then you know it's lame. Well, the thing is, it's impo- it, 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 it only the thing is, it only feels forced to be. Oh, oh gotcha. It could be like the oh, happiest thing, and you guys have forced. done it for like six generations, right. and you know it's the best. Yeah. And I would be like, "Fuck this shit! I'm not doing this." Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like I suck in that way, but it really gets to me. I don't know why. Anyway, sorry. So you come from a family that sings? Uh, they sing. Uh, my mom played piano. My grandma played piano at silent movies in uh, no Rex- way in Rexburg, cool. Idaho. Yeah, yeah. Kind of cool. Awesome. A bunch of actors in that generation. They had a traveling road show and stuff. Cool. It's kind of fun. Uh, 
And yeah, so there was music, and my brothers played guitar, both of them, and my sister Nancy played guitar. So there was always like a Yamaha, like leaning against a uh, couch. Yeah, not a motorcycle, but a guitar. <laughs> uh, yes. And um, so yeah, so I picked it up, and I uh, m- my best friend growing up was a kid named Pete uh, Pete Fry, and um, he was the youngest of six as well. And his brothers. You're the played. youngest of six kids. Yeah, and his, and his brothers played guitar and were in bands, so so it was kind of cool. We were kind of learning how to play guitar together, and uh, uh, his his brothers were into like uh, Yes and Sticks yeah. and things like that, and uh, and my brothers were more into like you know the bluesy stuff and. Uh, a local there's a guy named Shake Russell from uh, Houston who's like a songwriter kind of folky songwriter guy and, and uh, so that kind of we kind of like traded uh, that our we were being fed things and then we were trading cool it was, it was really fun yeah, sort of yeah. a perfect scenario yeah it was really great it was a uh, it was kind of a great way to kind of learn how to play guitar that's awesome so you arrived in Missoula and you were already playing guitar yeah I uh, I played a little bit uh, through the teen years just kind of learning chords and whatnot and little riffs and then uh, in uh, yeah co- college I played a little bit more and then in Yellowstone when the skiing sucked in the winter I played a lot yeah uh, and then uh, so when I moved here I I had a bunch of songs but I hadn't written any songs yet yeah and I started playing with Larry Hirschberg uh, who was working at the Uptown Diner as well and uh, his girlfriend was he jerking? Uh, well, <laughs> I never sorry. asked. No, he was cooking. Okay, cooking. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and his girlfriend Grace was moving out from uh, from uh, Boston. Uh, who became? It was Grace McNamee who became Grace Hirschberg, who is now Grace Decker, uh, the singer. No, it's fiddle, fiddle, fiddle player. Yeah, she plays. Uh, I don't think she plays with anybody regularly right now. Maybe she does, and I'm unaware. But she was with Catch for Junkers for years. Cool. She's gonna listen to this. This will be the first one she listens to. There we go. She'll see your name. Hi, Grace. She loves you. Yes. Hi, Grace. Uh, the code word is banana. 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 Uh, <laughs> so you you've been like because there are a bunch of uh, singer songwriter people in Missoula who have been doing it for a long time, right? Mm-hmm. That you've have known for decade, a couple decades now. Yeah. How is it being, you said Larry was one of your close buddies. Yeah. He's also, and you guys now, Travis, you guys are like this also, where now all of a sudden you're also competing for gigs. No. No? Oh. There's not enough people to call <laughs> is it that, Is that, really? Yeah. yeah. There's, there's, it's really, it's, it's an amazingly small club yeah, in this, so uh, in the state of players. Singer, songwriters? Yeah. I mean, actually, you know what? That, that's, that's not a, uh, an accurate thing to say. I think there's it's, a lot of singers. You meant to say good ones. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> admit, admit it, admit you. it, Tom. That's what you said. Screw you, admit it. Sauce. You said it. No, <laughs> no. What? Just... What? I, this is an amazingly small club of musicians who play in a style that allows you to move around the state and play in breweries and play in yeah. wherever restaurants. Yeah, and also not even just in the style that's accessible to people. You know, yeah. which is neither better or worse. It's just it is what it is. Like people. The peeps really, <laughs> they, they they need they need like a certain. It's got to fit inside a, a little bit of. Uh, there's got to fit inside a little bit of a box. Well, uh, yeah, it needs to be your your. It needs to be able to be background music, right? Right like for a conversation. Because sonic, uh, sonic wallpaper, as Bob Wire says, yeah, yeah, sonic wallpaper. Yeah, you have to you have to be able to be sonic wallpaper occasionally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, and there's kind of an art to that. Yeah, 
And and then I mean, there's also like a whole bunch of other things, like uh, just being around for a while. You, I mean, you have to. It, it amazes me sometimes when you like get a gig, you know, and you're like, oh, I got a gig. The reason I got this gig is one, because I have a show, <laughs> you know. Uh, two, because maybe they've heard of me or I talked them into it. Three, because I have the gear to actually plug. I have a guitar and the gear to play. Uh, four, I set up on time. You know, yeah. <laughs> like all the, there's like a thousand. Well, that things, stuff you counts, know? right? It does count. I'm saying that uh, that uh, all those things put together, and there's probably another ten or twelve of them. All those things put together um, uh, whittle down the number of people who play regularly. I get it because because I think having music in venues can be kind of a pain in the butt. You know, like yeah. not necessarily a financially wise decision. You know, uh, only it only is it only is if you do it correctly. You know, so you have to have a lot of patience to do it. Right. You have to have uh, an owner of the venue who's willing to do it, a uh, manager or booking agent who's willing to put the time in and not be paid for the extra thing of, of you know rallying musicians into certain nights and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. So it's crazy. You have to have the right venue. You know, there's a lot of things, and I think all that stuff whittles down the amount of people who regularly rotate around the stage. Yeah. Totally. Being hanging out with you guys, it really has like brought home what you just said. The fact that, yeah, you can have good songs and play well and be the right volume and whatever. Know your like craft, basically. But there are lots of people that can do that. It's the showing up on time. It's the like probably probably reading people. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. having a PA. Yeah, that kind of stuff. That is sort of like the thing that can make it or break it in terms of like a sustaining. Profession, right? Like I could, I could, with some exaggeration, say that that knocks off ninety percent of the possibles. Yeah. yeah. Like that literal that moment, the the fact that you have to email the venue, yeah. and ask for a gig, will take out seventy five percent of people. Right. right. There. Yeah. So, no, that, I mean, yeah. that makes perfect sense. I mean, I when I say I, do, I don't know how to play drums, I mean like literally, <clears throat> I do not actually know how to play drums. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Well. But I say, I don't. I respond. I don't care to most questions. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that people really enjoy that. <laughs> that's yeah. That's and I'm, that I'm joking, but the... I'm also like really serious, and I like pride myself on that skill. And I think that there are lots of things like that with music that people totally do not see. Yeah, that puts you in the touring circuit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like... The willingness, like the willingness to uh, the willingness to be like, yeah, sure, I'll do that. Yeah. Or, or you know, I don't care. Holy shit! Yeah. How much? How much of this job is based on the phrase? Yeah, sure, I'll do that. Yeah, yeah like there right, is right, like, right, right. Like drive four hours to make a hundred dollars. Literally, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. At, at <laughs> yeah. two o'clock in the morning. Yeah, I'll be doing that uh, twice this week. <laughs> but, but yes, uh, the idea of that, yeah, that weird emotion that's like, uh, we tie it to the joke try every gig once. Yeah. Like, yeah. have you played that gig yet? Nope. Well, what's it like? I'm about to find out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and, and you never know. You never know. It could be golden. It could be shit. It could be whatever. But uh, that, that, that moment of, sure, I'll try that. Yeah. yeah, is huge for this, and also some gigs I think uh, factor into like <laughs> not to get too uh, uh, floral here, but factor into a large <laughs> tapestry. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh. tapestry Sorry. of uh, you know, like like if you if you play a gig that doesn't pay and that doesn't make sense, you know, like if you look at it, yeah. if you look at it in the uh, in the vacuum of itself, you know, you're like, oh, that's really dumb. Why did you do that? You know, and it's like, oh well, because I never play that town. 
and now I can play that town. And so you play that town, yeah. and you don't do it too much because you don't want to go broke. But every now and then you commit to something that pays for your gas, you know, right. or sometimes doesn't pay for yeah. your gas. Uh, and, you, and you go out there and then you do it, and then all of a sudden you build a relationship with some people. And not all of a sudden, but maybe it might take years. It may never happen. Right. But, like, but like just going out and like touching base with uh you know these smaller towns or towns that are far away you know like i you know i don't know like i, I don't think i'm ever gonna like conquer great falls right. but i like going to great falls because i'm never there totally and when i go you know like people show up because i don't go that often and then i see people who are like hey i had this woman come up to me and she she had she had seen me at this place called the book market and that was close to 20 years ago okay uh, and and that was and that was a year ago that i went i mean it's not that i hadn't been back but, you know, I hadn't been back with regularity. And she was like, I saw you at the book market in, like, 1996 or 1997. And, uh, and uh, I bought the first album, and I love it. You know, and I'm so glad you're here. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, oh, my God. Here we are. <laughs> so you did, you, did you get her for seven copies at $12 a piece of every album since? <laughs> right. Sweet. Oh, well, I have yeah. seven albums. Check these out. Oh, my God. Ah, it's your right. lucky day. All right. $85. Uh, Fantastic, though. Like, really nice person. And just like, oh, we've had a little relationship, and I haven't known it. So it's beautiful for you, obviously. You know that I, I saw you guys play my second year in Missoula at a wedding up Rock Creek at the Blue Damsel Lodge. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. And I, I remember thinking, why the cold fuck didn't they get a DJ? Yeah. <laughs> Should have no. got a DJ. <laughs> Should have got a DJ. I am is, not able to shake. No, I might write this. that blog someday. That might be the Should have got a DJ. Should have got a DJ because mm. I, I do both. And I'll tell you, there is a need for both live music and DJs. There's a strict like yeah. divide. Yeah, there's, yeah. there's rarely a wedding that's like, oh, both could have worked at this. Yeah. No. Well, it's either that band was awesome or oh, they just really wanted to hear Cool in the Game. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right. Why is it called a gig? <laughs> Oh, uh, it's it's G I G actually stands. I'm just kidding. I, oh. well, I wanted to see if I could get your ear. It there. depends on whether or not it's male or female. Uh, gig yeah. music Wikipedia, originally coined by 1920s jazz musicians, the term short for the word engagement now refers to the aspect of performing such as assisting with performance and attending musical performance. More broadly, the term gigging means having paid work and being employed. Wow, you did gigging? You? Oh, I'm gigging. Did you, you gigging? just think of that off the top of your head? No. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, I cited Wikipedia. A gig is also sometimes called a set, referring to the set list of compositions about to be played. Yeah. I think it's also the the pronged spear you get frogs with, you hunt frogs with. Oh. So gig? Also, gigging. Yeah, I think it's a gig also. Not according to Wikipedia, sorry. Uh, sure. Did you <laughs> click on the, on the hunting tool? I think I think that works as a metaphor as well, you know, Hunting gigging. Tool. Yeah, uh, like you speared them. Right, 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 right. Mm, there it is. You cornered that person. Oh, I got the coffee shop. Mm, I, I got realized- it. I just realized that hunting tool is what I'm going to start calling the guys that won't stop won't stop talking about hunting. Hunting tools. Hey, stop being a hunting tool. No. A tool of hunting. Hunting tool. Yeah. I'll work on it. Yeah. I was, I was thinking that your DJ name... Just went through a small focus group here with Hunting Tool. Nice. What's my DJ name? Your DJ name is Shoulda Gotta. Sorry. Shoulda Gotta. That's what, that's what I had going on Should've while you were thinking about Should've Hunting gotta. Tool. That's good. Shoulda Gotta. Uh, Shoulda some, Gotta. Somebody has that. Shoulda company. Gotta DJs. Okay, it's like so... a whole com- company, you know? Shoulda Gotta DJ.com. Uh, <laughs> org. So the gig, okay, gig. That's interesting. Uh, wh- bad gigs. I think I'm really curious about bad gigs because I there's not. I've never had one. I, oh, if you do that, if you do that, this we will end this fucking interview right now. 
I'll tell you that. The irony of this discussion that's about to happen is, or storytelling is, there are. This is the. This is a fun conversation that we still have. (laughs) Right, right. Be careful. (laughs) We can't. It's hard to say things by name because it'll be like, well, you gotta bleep them all out. Oh yeah, you don't have to do that. But 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 the thing that's interesting about it is, it's not like I have had plenty of really fun shows in front of zero people. No, yeah, yeah, meaning bad gig. Yeah, and. Uh, I've had millions of shows where we didn't make any money, all this stuff. But like a really bad gig is a more complicated thing. It's yes. not just about like the the like stats. No, of all the show. ten things. Right. All ten negatives have to line up. What's that? What are the ten of them? Well, according to Wikipedia, <laughs> uh, I don't know what they are. But what, but saying that in the way of. Uh, like an empty room. Could it's be plausible good... that you would have the ten in your oh, head. Oh, I probably do somewhere. There's probably a blog. Bob Wire probably has a blog. Right. The ten things that make a gig mad. Oh god. But uh, there's the ten things, or not ten things, but there's like an empty room doesn't mean bad gig. Yeah. It could mean good gig. It could mean bad gig. There's ten things that all have to align. Right. To say that was horrible. Right. Yeah. Go, Tom. Any, I, mean, I don't any, know. Any I... memories? <laughs> Any memories? Maybe you could think of a, of an unpleasant music experience, and then you could just describe it, and then maybe we could figure out what made it bad. <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> you're putting me putting me on the spot. You know, I don't know. I, I I can't really. I know if I sat here for a while, I could probably come up with a few gigs that I really couldn't stand, and I and I've had plenty of bad gigs. Uh, my memory is horrible, so that helps me move forward. Actually, when I say gig, amnesia. also I mean show, like a specific show, not like. Playing at this place, right? It's a bad right. gig to have. Now that I know what gig means, it, like I'm right. have to be careful about how I use it. <laughs> right, right, yeah, right. But the place is usually easier to identify. There are bad places to play music. Oh yeah. well, you guys want to talk about oh, that? One, that seems one. like a meaner conversation. Than it totally, to have it a, can't have it because I'm. St- I, I still, I still want that gig. Probably. I mean, bad. Like there was like a like a white supremacist rally in the town right, right. that night. Okay, I got one. I got one. I went to. Uh, I, I drove to Portland one time to play a uh, uh, benefit for zero dollars. <laughs> okay, okay, that sucks. Right. <laughs> right. Right. The, actually, the benefit was fun. There were like eleven or twelve musicians there. And uh, the the gal who booked me, it was in a theater. What's that? Mississippi Studios. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like a really nice Literally. theater. It's much nicer than it used to be, but it was kind of cool back then. Even this is probably again sixteen or seventeen years ago, uh, but it was cool. She's like, it's good, you know, if you really want to come out to Portland. She's like, this is a good opportunity to do it. I can't pay you; it's a benefit, you know, kind of thing. But you'll you'll meet a lot of songwriters, you know, and you'll be playing in a cool venue. Yeah. And if you're interested in Portland, this is like a decent way to do it. I was like, oh, cool. So I drove out there. All the way to Portland, and I and I uh, I played it, and it was fun. Like I I didn't have a great show. Like I had some tuning problems. It's like one of those things where you only have like you know fifteen minutes to make your fame, and you mm-hmm. kind of screw it up, you know. But it, but it was my own fault. I'm like, oh damn it, you know. So that was not a great gig. But I was out there, and I was pleased to be out there. I spent the rest of the day hanging out with all these different songwriters, and it was really fun. While I was out there, I was like, oh, I'm gonna play some music out on the ghost while I'm out there. So uh, so. <laughs> I got a gig at, at this coffee shop in uh, Olympia, Washington, actually, and uh, so I went to Olympia, and uh, and and I was like, all right, I'll just do this, then I'll drive home, you know. And I, I'd set it up and everything, and I get in there, and I'm like, you know, I had this uh, imagination in my head of coffee shops, and this is like 15 or 16 years ago. I'm schooled up now uh, on coffee shops, but back then I was like, hey, coffee shops are kind of cool, you know. You can get a little listening room, you know, and kind of, but it was like on the edge of like technology, and so. So, 
technology was booming back then as it is now. But I, I get there and there's a little area, like a raised area, where they have music apparently. Uh-huh. But there's also a table up there, you know. And there's a guy, you know, working up there, reading whatever. He's got like the best on the riser with you. No, I haven't gone up there yet. I oh. just walked in. But oh, right now. Yeah. Okay. Got so it. the guy's up there with his table. Like I can, I can't play. There's there's stuff there, right? And a guy there, uh, and it's in the window. So it's like obviously the primo seat in the <laughs> in the place, you know. So I'm like, hmm, okay, all right, he's up there. I can't really get my gear up there or anything. I'm just gonna wait a little bit, and then I, I see there was no nothing happening, you know. And uh, so then I go to the you know I go over to the barista, you know, and I'm like, hey, uh, how's it going? My name's Tom Camel. I was uh, hired to play music here, you know. It was like for nothing, I think, pretty much nothing, or you know, might have been like fifty bucks, you know. But, uh, you know, I want to do my job. I'm kind of excited about it. And she's like, yeah, you play up there. And I'm like, all right. And I go, "How? Uh, you know, uh, there's a guy up there, you know. Uh, and she's like, oh, he probably won't be there very much longer. And I'm like, okay. You know, so I like wait around, hang around for a little bit, you know. And then it's like, and that's getting down to the point where it's like, I'm not going to have time for my stupid hour and a half or two hours to, you know, to get up there and do it. So then I went and talked to her. I was like, I don't mean to be a pain, you know, but uh, it takes a second to set up the stuff, you know. And uh, she's like, uh, okay. So she like walks over and uh, and I walk over with her kind of. And uh, she goes, hey, uh, so we got music happening here tonight, you know, and everything. And he looks up and just gives her and me the stare like, I can't believe this is happening. Oh. You know, and I'm just like, <laughs> oh, Oh, you know, and he's like, oh, he's like, is it really, it has to happen like right here. And there was no other place, you know? And so he's like, gets up, you know, and they move the table. It's a huge pain. You know, he's just like, oh, he just walks out. Probably never had another cup of coffee in there again. You know, kind of thing. <laughs> so then I get up there, I set up my stuff and I look out and uh, I start playing and uh, it is nothing but laptops, like just, just the tops of heads and yeah, laptops. That, yeah, and I'm like, oh, I was like, oh, the coffee shop thing just is not a thing anymore. This is like not happening. <laughs> so I, I like start kidding about how, hey, you, can, you know, if you're interested in my music, you can log on to www.topcapital.com. <laughs> but it was just dumb. I was like yeah. so far from home. Laptops you know? like, totally killed that. Really dumb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there's no community in a coffee shop anymore. No, the, so, that which is so interesting. Which is fine. It doesn't break my heart anything but it's just not a place for music do you think kids now would watch friends the tv show and be like what the why the the fuck are they hanging out there what is this there's a couch in that coffee shop yeah that's awkward with your laptop um i have the i have the what could be the worst gig even though there are there were bonuses to this gig it was a nooner paid well oh there you go so these are all yeah exactly this essentially is still a great gig. Right. Nooner paid well. Looks good on paper. A Pacific Northwest University hired us to play. Uh, it was like before winter break. Yeah, mm. it's before winter break to play the like common area of yeah. the central whatever whatever square or whatever plaza. Yeah. And it was down where student union. Yeah. Some something like that. And so we set up, um, and and. There was no one there except for maybe two or three kids with laptops and headphones. And we rocked for two hours. And <laughs> nothing happened. Nobody cared, obviously. And, like, it got to the point where I think we ended early because of, like, people kept taking their headphones off and, like, giving us shrugs of, like, what are you doing? You're like, really we're working right now. This, like, we're in school. This paper was due two days ago. <laughs> Like school is closing in 20 minutes. Can you guys shut up? Yeah. Right. And it's, and it's brightly lit, fluorescent light, you right. know, like right. desks and tables. Man. Surrounded by computers. 
I've always what wanted to play in the university center, though. It seems yeah. fun. That is that is horrible when when you're making music in a spot that is just the exact wrong spot yes. for music. That makes a gig bad. I'm yeah, like, this is oh. making people unhappy. Right. This is yeah. This is really screwing things up. Yeah. And I am hired to do this. Yeah. Here we go. Here we go. God, it's so oh. bad. Yeah. Do you ever have moments of because we're all guilty and you can be vulnerable here, <laughs> but where you where you feel okay. yourself turning into a real <laughs> asshole, you know, we're like. There's like a pillar in the stage, yeah. and it's not nobody's fault. Right? Nobody did that to you. Right? Everybody has to deal with it, but you just like keep knocking the neck of your guitar on it, and you just feel yourself turn into a prima donna. Right? 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 Uh, yeah, I get I get pissy. You yeah. do? Yeah, I get I get pissy occasionally, but not too much. Like mostly for me, it's like a point system, and I I feel the same way about friends as I do gigs yeah. actually, which may or may not be healthy. <laughs> Nope, I think it's great. Uh, but uh, but like it's a point system. Like I'll go and play someplace, and if it's just horrible and everything's dumb, then like I'm like this is dumb. I don't know why I'm here. Dumb. I thought this was gonna be something different. Uh, yes. You know? Oh my god, I played a place in, a, uh, in the Bitterroot uh, one time. Just for all you Bitterroot venue owners out there, it's the only, <laughs> only played once. it once, uh, and uh, it was terrible. Like I, I I walked into it. It was a quaint little kind of pub looking place. You know, and I thought, oh, this is awesome. This is gonna be, this is gonna be great. Uh, uh, so I'll, I'll just play in the corner of this thing, and I, I did not have a lot of gigs. You know, I did not have a lot of gigs, so I was like, I'm gonna play in the corner of this, uh, this uh, pub, and it's dark, and I, I, I had not a lot of gigs, so I was just gonna do it for like tips. You know? Yeah, and I was like, awesome. So I get there, and I see where the other guy was playing when I went in for a beer, and uh, and I'm like, all right, I'm gonna set up music here, and they're like, hey. Hey, you know what? We're uh, we've got a room over here on the side, and uh, we're having a big. Uh, there's like a big party that's happening there, you know. So, uh, so you know that's where all the people are going to be. So we're going to set you up over there. And you know, at this age, uh, I'd be like, no, I, I really want to play right here. Yeah. But back then, I was like, okay, uh, all right, uh, yeah. So we go in there. It's it's a side room. It looks like a cafeteria, you know. And I'm in there, and I set up. All these people come in. It's like a birthday party for some old guy, you know, who seemed really nice and everything. And they but want you uh, to be so much quieter because <laughs> no, they they wanted like oh. all kinds of songs. Yeah, and oh. I realized what happened was that there was a private party. They had they had uh, rented this room, and all of a sudden they were supplied with a musician. Yeah, <laughs> which is a very different deal. Yeah. Oh my! <laughs> who was God. playing for tips only? <laughs> You know, I know. And so you can't even, like, what I was hoping for was to get, in, you know, even if it's quiet in, a, like, a little dark room, you know, you yeah. can kind of get inside yourself and do yeah. your thing, you know, yeah. uh, play quietly in the corner. But all of a sudden, I was playing at a private event in which I, it, there's just, like, request after request for songs that I don't know. I don't know a lot of cover songs. Yeah. So, and then a lot of confusion, like, what, who, what kind of musician are you? Yeah. <laughs> you don't know this song? And then they start humming the song to yeah. you or singing no, it. Come on, it goes like this. It goes like this. And they start are singing i'm like yeah i know how you know does that uh, ever work are there any bands where you can do that sure do what there are where you can just go up and be like i really want to hear simple man right and yeah. they the they're like yeah no problem <laughs> for the record i actually do know simple man <laughs> <laughs> oh good well oh, okay that answers the question great. i guess um can we uh, play simple man tonight there is uh yes we're about to that's yeah. what we're opening with yeah, yeah, yeah. awesome um uh, no, the uh, there are bands like that. Uh, the Max, the Max out of Bozeman, probably yep. could fulfill most requests. Really, yeah, 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 yeah. but but in that vein, I can only think of them. Yeah, 
like because that's what they do. It's really hard. That's another. That's a fascinating topic to me, though. <laughs> Hopefully, listeners will be interested. Nope, don't but care I think, about the listener. But I think uh, uh, the cover band situation, like cover bands, and I, I honestly, I totally respect a really good cover band. I think they're fantastic. You know, like a band that does it really well. I think it's a big skill, and it's a skill that I don't have. But the cover band, the market for cover bands. Let's be clear. You have the skill. You just give zero shits about doing no i don't have the skill what do you mean i don't have the skill like i could not play in the style of uh you know of like you know like i don't know say 30 different bands in a night oh yeah oh i see what you're saying that kind of thing yeah not like a tribute band no no a bar band that does a bar band that just moves from style to style i'm like i'm always amazed by that i'm like oh my god that's amazing you know uh but uh what was i gonna say uh, oh, the uh, market for the market for the cover band thing uh, seems to correct me if you think I'm wrong, but it seems to be waning quite a bit. Mm. Uh, like that doesn't live like it used to live, uh, even ten, fifteen years ago, and it lived really strong. Like I'd say twenty, twenty-five years ago. Yeah. And I think that, uh, and I think that has to do with its relation relationship to uh, rock and roll and the history of rock and roll in this country, you know, or in the world maybe. But like how it was. Super strong in this country, like late, well, let's see, maybe even late 50s to like early 70s kind of thing. Yeah. Like there was a lot of amazing stuff, you know, and, and everyone was being fed music through a specific pipeline that is radio right. and, and certain uh, produce, you know, certain record companies and stuff like that. So we were all were, were feeding on the same, you know, collectively we were all feeding on the same music, right? Yeah. Uh, and I think that, that when that started to dissolve, uh, and that's kind of a I don't know. That's kind of a big term for whatever happened after 1978 or something like right. that. Uh, when that started to go away, um, uh, I think that people got sentimental for that, you know. And uh, and all of a sudden, cover bands were a thing. Like people were like, "Oh my god, what about that song? Oh, that song was great." You know, all of a sudden, people were just like feeding. Yeah. On that. So then there was a big market for cover bands, and this is all theory. I, I might be dead wrong on all this stuff, but. Uh, but, you know, there's a big market for cover bands, and people are totally into it. But I think that that is aging out. You know what I mean? As people get older and the people who are sentimental for, you know, that. Yeah, I agree with you. I think that the, there's, like, another part of it where it has to be... Because uh, uh, cover bands, those songs, you know, the song at the Union Club, like that kind of band. Yeah, right. That kind of cover band. They're, they're playing top... 40 music from the last five decades. Right. 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 But it's all top 40 music. And I just wonder if like the last 15 years of top 40 music and IE the people who want to hear that music, mm-hmm. uh, it's gotten shittier and probably like more produced and harder to replicate in a bar in a way that would please anyone who likes that song. Yeah. If yeah, that yeah. makes sense. I can, I can totally. see that. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And so it's, it's now like a cover band is really an oldies band in a right. way. Yeah. Because man, like my cousin's wedding, they had this uh, a wedding band that I mean they were super super pro. Obviously, the kind of wedding band where like they're all session musicians or something, and they just get five hundred bucks to go do this, and they've never practiced, but are all right. just awesome. Yeah, right. Um, yeah. And they would play, you know, these like Justin Timberlake songs and stuff, mm-hmm. and it just. Was like I wish they had an iPod. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know, like it just wasn't there, and I wonder if that's a part of it too. Yeah, I think there's like now you can divide cover bands into categories yeah. as opposed to cover bands kind of filled the classic rock genre. Yeah, pretty close blues rock, classic rock genres. Yeah. But now 
you can now you can find those you can find those bands that are playing top 40 as of the same year right and they're probably really good they're probably not i don't I, you never know there's yeah. none in montana really right that are hitting that that hard because i don't think there's a market for it there's yeah. still montana still has a blues market it still yeah. has a, and it still has a pretty hefty country market yeah for yeah, live yeah. music and so but i i i, I could say watching top 40 country bands struggle because of the changes in country music yeah yeah that must be a giant pain in the ass yeah yeah, because they were like a country band now they're a top 40 like classic rock and and yeah pop rock thing right that must be a giant pain. that must suck but i think it's always been that way i bet i bet every decade yeah it's been a problem because country music has had such a huge evolution yeah towards and you can think of that as a negative or positive most of us think it's pretty negative but you could like imagine like 70s country bands then having to play 80s country music right oh gross and yeah, then right. 80s to 90s gross what are we doing with our lives and now it's these classic rock kind of top 40 bands can now kind of angle into those country gigs yeah yeah weird yeah. doesn't take much you know yeah. it just is starting to feel like there's just going to be like three music genres and in a hundred years there'll only be three types of music <laughs> yes right. you know but, but in a sense it's also splintered wildly you know like almost almost like top 40 when you think about what top 40 is now versus what top 40 was then right like it's not something we're not again I always see the pipe you know we're not all listening to the same pipe we're not all being fed the same that's music that's true so, so yeah. top 40 is not as strong in the sense that uh, we're not all on board with top four. Right. So many people are listening to so much different music, you know, that it's like, oh, all right. So. Well, that's, and that's, that might be, like, as we look at live music dying, because live music <laughs> is dying. There's, there's like, not, you know, depressing. <laughs> I mean, it is. There's, there's, there's genuinely less gigs less venues which is so work. sad when you consider live music dying it also playing live is the only way you can make a living playing a musician <laughs> for your musician totally. right? so like so like that's, the, the, bleak. I mean, that's probably what it is too is an, an audience divide i never thought about that that there's audiences are now so spread thin that there's no one there's no one band you can go see it's yeah. not like that it's not like imagine like the heyday of mission mountain wood band right. where like they're playing the kager and they're opening for whoever folk Americana act at the time. Yeah. And like 10,000 people show up to see these people play. Yeah. They, That's cool. they can't get 10,000 now even because right. of that, I think, because of that divide. Also, people aging out, people yeah. losing interest, and all that kind of thing. The divide, but when you say the divide, you're the, the that? spread of music. Like, oh, yeah, the split up. There, are, there, yeah. there are obviously a, a thousand times more genres than there were. Yeah. And like uh, that's interesting. I think though it's also though it's it's I don't know that I necessarily like I think more of it is that I can watch them live on YouTube. Oh, there's a big that's a big part. Do of you know what I mean? Sure. Like the the need to go to a show yeah. uh, is it's I mean it's like the number of bands this year that I was so stoked to see were coming to Missoula that I did not go see. Yeah, really sucks. Yeah. Right. You know, and it's not wasn't even like a conscious thing, but I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm gonna. I'm gonna see what they've been doing. Well, and do, then, you, do you think there are more bands now than there used to be? Maybe because I, I because Maybe, I totally. when I hear you talk about that, mm-hmm. uh, I I I think about how it's not 
that's special, right? Like, uh-huh. it, like when when people were going to see music, even you like talk to people who are like in their sixties, seventies, eighties, eighties, nineties, or whatever, you uh-huh. know, uh, their music was like, oh, like it was a thing, you know. Yeah. And you can feel it sometimes when people come to a show of ours or whatever, you know, and uh, like an older generation will be like, oh, there's music happening, and yeah. they'll be like, this is enjoyable, you know, it's like a thing happening. It's still kind of a special thing where it's not so much anymore. And I wonder if that is because like there's a lot of people playing music. A lot more. That's interesting. A lot Which, more. It's it, it's obviously going to grow as a percentage with population. Like yeah. as our population grows, there's going to be more of something, more of everything. So right. more bands, but also accessibility to like uh, imagine what it was like to get a guitar in 1965. Mm-hmm. Like how do you get a guitar? You go to the one shop. Right. You buy that one guitar. Yeah. That they had available, or you drive somewhere to get one. Right. And and there weren't like there were only a couple cheap ones and a couple expensive ones. So there must be that must be weird. Like it, it, you know, having a guitar in the house was at one time very special. Yeah. And yeah. I think of it as not special now. I can find a guitar and put like a lot of houses. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, we got a guitar down there. Right. And it was always my dad's or my granddad's. Right. Yeah, because that was a cool thing to do. Yeah. Oh, you learn to play guitar. Oh, yeah. They have this thing. Uh, remember, houses had pianos in them. Right. Like yeah. Kind of Lots of houses had pianos. Yeah. In and now they don't. None of them were in tune. No one knew how to play <laughs> no, them. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> nobody understood that. <laughs> Where did all those pianos oh, go? Well, we have to tune this. Right. But yeah, that's curious. Of, uh, I think that is the YouTube thing. Obviously, like that's why I don't go out sometimes. I'll catch half an hour video on YouTube of a band and be like, oh, cool, I saw him. Whoops. Yeah. Like I ruined that idea. Well, it, it's interesting. It's really interesting along those lines. Like I. Uh, since I started playing with you, Tom, is mm-hmm. the first time I have had played in front of people who are probably older than 45. Right. With f- frequency. And the way that a, a person who is appears to be 65, uh, if they like it, the way they engage mm-hmm. with the music, whether it's like playing air drums or just like tapping their foot or whatever, versus how most of my peers... Yeah. relate to me when I'm playing music and like in other bands is pretty significant. Yeah. You know, like people, people dork out when yeah. they're at your shows and they're of a certain generation. Yeah. Like they are yeah. all yeah. in and they'll, they'll dance and they'll look dumb and they have no rhythm and they don't give a fuck and they're having a great time. Uh, and you don't see that as much with yeah. people, uh, younger. No. Which sucks. Yeah. And maybe it yeah, is, well, and know. it might be like a it might be like a scarcity thing. We were playing in Seattle one time with the Clerics, and uh, do you remember the show? We the venue got moved because we lost we played at the Jules May. Yeah, the Jules May. Yeah, and uh, it was like a back room, and and we were playing, and uh, some people started dancing. There was some like uh, some maybe some Montanans there, mm-hmm. and some people who just felt like dancing or whatever. But I remember. Like talking to somebody from Seattle and they're being like, "What? What is going on here?" Yeah, you know, the dancing. <laughs> yeah, the dancing. Like, what is happening? Well, it was like, a, why is it was kind of a hipster bar <laughs> sort of? I mean, we got like a it's a rock club. Yeah, and it's a room. Like, we got like thirty five people in that room. It was great. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah and yeah. then the the transplants who were psyched to see us. Yeah, right. Dancing, expatriates, getting excited. Yes, and then the literal the rest of them. There's probably twenty five people that watched the entire show. And stared straight at us, arms crossed. Yeah. And like that's what you do. And they were from Seattle. They were totally were. They and were like, driving. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> and so like that is a, like a total weird it's not that weird to me having standers as we as they are at like Jays. There used to be at Jays or as they still are at the VFW. You get like a, a an arc of twenty people staring yeah. at you. 
that's great. Yeah. But it's weird. It's also weird because that didn't exist. Like that's that's more in the last twenty years. Yeah, and that difference Maybe. that difference I think is both uh, generational and geographical. Like, sure. like I, I, I think that uh, I, I've noticed that when people uh, who just moved to Missoula come to the Union Club, oh. and they're like, "Oh, well, what's going on here?" Like, there's like it's like a the Union Club is like a dance bar, right? You know? And that I think that's uh, we live here, and the Union Club has been here oh, since totally. the it's well, turn of the century, and we all get used to it. Totally. But I think that uh, I think that it's a little more unique. Than, when I moved to Missoula and I went to the Union Club for the first time, yeah. and I saw it was Broken Valley Roadshow. Yeah. And was there was a ton of people yeah. dancing. Yeah, right. And I was like, wow, Montana really is different. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, yeah. for, for me, it was Bob Wire, man. He owned that place. Like, in 1994, I just remember being like, oh, my God. Yeah. This, is cra- this is the craziest party I've ever seen. Yeah. It just uh, That Union Club harkens back to the Roadhouse idea. These these dance bars. Totally. Where you go, you dance. It's the uh, Urban Cowboy Bar. It's uh, Gillies. Gillies. Like, yeah. that's a normal thing. That was actually more normal. Mm. So now when you look at it, like when a 22 year old walks into the union club, this is, what is this? Yeah. Yeah. What is this? Well, this is actually, this was normal 25 years ago. This is what you did. You went and saw live music and you danced. Yeah. Uh, And you didn't worry about what it was. You didn't, like, nobody asked what, people asked what band is playing just because they were curious, Mm -hmm. not to decide whether or not to go. Like, that's a weird thing. That is too much choice. Like, I remember being in bands in the 90s, and the idea was, we're going to go play, and people came out and danced. Yeah. It was not, you didn't hear like, oh, I don't really like that band. You didn't really right. hear that. Yeah, when we when so we, weird. when we played country bars, uh, uh, I have noticed that, and you know which ones I'm probably going to refer to, but we played some country bars with the clerics, or with the clerics and we were doing that more, and uh-huh. we're able to get away with it. The more of a serious dance bar it is, or was, uh, the less clapping there was. Like, the, you'd have a just a packed dance floor, people swinging, going nuts. You play the last note, and then they just turn to you, and they're ready for you to start the next song. Yeah. Don't do a freaking waltz next. Yeah, so, right, right. Or they will do a waltz, or, you know. But or. but also, but it's just like it's it's like just to finish this thought. It's a uh, it's that you have a responsibility up there to make. It danced. We were playing a show and some guy came up to me and I thought he was going to make a request. This old guy came up to me and his request was that we don't end the songs quite so abruptly. Because it was hard to do. Because it's hard to end your dance to. And, you know, so like that, that. That's old school. I know. It is old school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like you're up there, but you've got a job to do. You're not like, you're not like getting all self involved with how the bridge refers to the first verse (laughs) lyrically. Right. (laughs) You know, you're up there, you're up there, you got a job to do. And if you're not doing it correctly, it should be mentioned to that person. I like that. That's cool. cool. That's a cool social contract when that happens, when there's a full dance floor and a band rocking yeah like it's all good no clapping is fine it is fine yeah. uh, this is them we're we're literally doing this together right well and that's the two-way street right totally. like that you are so stoked to be because playing in front of a, a packed dance floor is like maybe the best thing i've experienced it's amazing like it's amazing. with that much frequency you are yeah, yeah. you are literally doing this together the best. you can't do it more together yeah. the opposite the time where clapping becomes like why aren't you clapping is a table of people staring at you, yeah, and be like, "Well, is it is it okay?" Yeah, are yeah. Because yeah. that's still a social contract of like, "Hey, are you enjoying this?" Right. Because by the way, ninety percent of me standing here is to hopefully entertain you. No. <coughs> and if you react like this, 
Nice, it's nice use the, of the silence. It's the worst. It's the right. worst feeling. And like, and then literally, I have that happen because as I dive hard, hard into this solo brewery yeah. and solo room like career, there's all these moments where it's a silent room after a song, song yeah. after song after song, and then you walk through these tables during the set break. And you hear compliments. Yeah, right. Okay, thank God. Right. Oh, my God. Like, the release of that and, like, me sitting down at a table and, and people asking if I'm okay. Yeah. Like, well, I'm okay now. Thank you for saying something nice. Right. Because our contract is now, is now like, uh, relieved. Right. As opposed to you were just staring at me and then you whispered to your partner after the end of the song and right. then you stared at me again. <laughs> Why is he here? What is what is he doing there? I'm I'm usually disappointed in the number of compliments I get after a show. I gotta say, wow. I'm always oh, wow. I'm always anticipating. Where's, where is this going? I'm always <laughs> anticipating there more people would say, "Hey man, great job." Yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. really appreciate you coming out. Well, moving those drums looks like it really sucks. Sorry. Wow. I think tra- because of this, Travis and I are going to up our compliments. Yeah, after I, the sets I mean, ask my nice wife, man. It goes a long way. <laughs> hey, Jamie, once again, that was something else. Yeah, yeah, do you think, I see, this was an amazing conversation to me. Do you think people are going to be so bored by this? Is no. this way too like, myopic? No, I, think, I don't know. I think, uh, I think if you said, if we labeled this uh, podcast, uh, How Gigging Works, yeah. uh, 10 people would click on it. But I think uh, since it'll say Tom, and there's a bunch of people that are about to learn something. I'm I'm assuming that there are a huge swath of fans that are going to click on this and and be like, "Oh, that's that sounds brutal or that <laughs> does sound amazing." I mean, there's something to explaining how gigging works. I, I Do you mean, like how people... narcissistic we are? We're right now ah. talking about how people might react ah. to the conversation we're still having. This is yes. going to be fascinating. <laughs> no, I, people are going to love I always, this. I always think of the people... Uh, we've, we've played a million shows where people come up and say, why did you guys come all the way here to play? Right. And you right. go, oh, well, we got paid. And, well, how much? How much would you have to get paid to come out here? Yeah. Well, A... I, I'm not gonna stop it. Thousand dollars? Yeah, I could give you ten thousand dollars, and they could be like, "Oh, well, that's that's close to enough." Right. <laughs> you don't know what their you don't know what their perceived notion is. Yeah. So the education there is a and, and like with this weird death <laughs> that, that I feel is happening with this live music thing, I do like it. Just as we as we discussed, it is dying. In it's a way. happening right now, really fast yeah, too. Like today. I see. Today. It's like this week. I mean, I, I think. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's like 2008. I may have to counterpoint yet. you guys. No, that's fine. No, no. I, oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, too bad. No, the conversation's no, no, no. over. <laughs> well, that's a wrap. <laughs> Bill O'Reilly, this one. Just cut it. Uh, we'll, we'll do it. We'll do it. We'll do an intro and an outro that <laughs> denies everything. Yeah. No, but I think, I mean, we we have discussed that it's changed. Yeah, it has changed. And, and it's definitely mus- changing. And as a musician, it feels like you have to you have to adapt to it. Yeah. But there are certain things that won't come back. I don't think the dance bars will come back. Yeah, the dance bars. I, I will say the, the dance bars, the 10 to 2, the the liquor the liquor shows yeah. are, are dying. Yeah, it is. That, that's definitely going, and that's, and that's where, that's where the band shows are happening, you yeah. know? So I, I do see that as going away. And, uh, there's, you know, there's obviously like, uh, places where you can play full band. There's always like kind of those places on the edge, you know, where, where yeah. bands don't make any money. Right. There's like three or three or four bands, you know, you're, you're going in there, you're freaking doing it. And it's beautiful yeah. that that exists, but it's obviously that, has got a finite amount. You're either you're going to do that for a while and hope that 
It's you, not. It's not sustainable. It's not sustainable. Uh, so for you, the venue or for the band. Yeah. For you totally. either. You either have to love it and say, "I'm just gonna. I'm, this is my life." Yeah. Or if you think you're gonna you know, like segue it into something else, then you have to do it and and yeah. make some ex- extremely shrewd decisions and right. and be smart about it and then pop into something amazing. Which I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't. I, yeah. Yeah. There is no way to know. I'm pretty sure this exact conversation happens once a decade. Right. Like, I'm That's sure, probably true. I'm sure somebody in the '60s was saying that oh, music will never be. Yeah, the, the, the gigging will never be as great as it is right now. Seventy, seventy nine. Well, especially Music will never be as great as it especially is. in Missoula, where you know if two places close or open, that's a trend. You know what yeah. I mean? It's such a it's such right. like a distilled spot. You really yeah. you feel things quickly. Yeah, yeah. Sustainable you know? liquor shows, I would say, are dying. That that's what dying. I think. So, yeah. what's your counterpoint? My counterpoint is that uh, breweries, uh, the birth of breweries in the last decade has been huge. Like I play it's a crazy. ton. I play a ton of breweries, wineries, even. You know, and that's that's you definitely have to put up with a little bit of a, a sonic wallpaper, as we discussed, and right. being being that, being background and everything. So you kind of. I like make my own little decisions about what's worth it and what isn't and what pays and what doesn't and all that stuff. But uh, but those little shows, uh, there's a bunch of them. Yeah, that's, that's you know, there's a bunch of. Them. As far as gigging, yeah. As far as being a pro, a pro yeah, live that music, is a you way have to, to do go. it. Yeah. But as we started off this conversation with, that is such a tiny little bubble of the people that are making a living off of the brewery shows. Right, that's true. That um, is true. I'm looking through my own lens of well, and, and uh, being somebody it who's is worked a, the same market for 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's interesting. It is interesting because I don't think the market, uh, even with the, the bar shows, I don't think the market was that much more saturated. I still think it was a lot of the same bands. Like, we've looked at a million flyers that say, here's who's playing for the month. And yeah. we, know, we know them. Yeah, we know, we know all those people. I was at Missoula Brewing last night. I'm looking at you and Larry and me and you know John oh, Florida's and really Andrea Harcel. You know, and, oh, then, and then you again. Yeah, they're, oh, they're, 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 it's like, what a cycle. Decade. <laughs> I know. I had to like. I feel lucky to get a call. You know, when you get a call, but it was like I had to turn it down because I'm like, well, I'm already playing there this month. I don't think I can do that to you. Like I have to come back next month. Sorry, right. I can't fill that gig. Right. I'm already there. Like. I don't know if I don't know if that's punishing for you. It's a, welcome to me. I'll take the money. Right, work. But uh, sorry, I don't want to do that to you. Yeah, you know, you're okay with it. I'm not okay with it. And that's a weird feeling as yeah. well. Like, oh, is there only ten people? Awesome, but not awesome. Wait, right? Who are these next people? We should do. Let's let's, let's put together a podcast, a how-to podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, so you've written a song or two? Excellent. You want to buy a PA? <laughs> I have an email list. Oh yeah! That's oh how whoa! It goes. It'd be like the Trump real estate school. <laughs> nice, right? Oh, Here's all these man. things you need that you can buy from me. <laughs> right. It's really easy. It's much easier than people think. Let yeah. me let me give you a shortcut. Oh, here's a guitar. I wish I knew how to play it. I don't have any advice for you there, but right. five hundred bucks. <laughs> um, Tom, when can people see you rock? Uh, after the after the nineteenth. Oh my God! I mean, I'm so bad at this. I should have showed up. With no, let's those. not. I'll do it right now. Oh, after the ninth. Oh, I good call, Travis. Thank nice you. job. So unfair. you don't know. You don't even know. I don't even know. I don't even know where I am next weekend. Uh, I got. Oh no, I do know. I've got a private party next Saturday. Doesn't count. Well, where is it? Uh, it's, it's somebody's house. <laughs> Can't do that. Yeah. It's on the Can't north side. Oh. Uh, you you are, got their phone number? Just start driving around. Yeah, yeah. Start playing, driving around. You are playing February third at Beaverhead Brewing Company, and I'm playing there the next week. Mm, nice. And then where's Beaverhead? Small Dylan? list. Dylan, Dylan, Montana, making a killing in Dylan. Uh, you are 
You are Norris Hot Springs. Norris Hot Springs, February 5th. You're taking the Draftworks by Solo Storm on February 9th. Yeah. You're playing at Missoula Brewing February 10th. Uh, The three of us are playing at the Murray Bar February 17th. Oh, yeah. And we're playing at Three Forks, the Sacagawea Hotel. What happens in the stack stays in the sack. Jump in the sack. Happens on February February 18th. Awesome. Liquor. Keeping the liquor gigs alive. And, and continuing, just joking. Is uh, that a liquor gig? Why is it called a liquor gig? Sacagawea is a Because it's like a 10 to 2. It is a bar. Yeah. 10 to 2. Yeah. Or it's a bar where they sell liquor. Sorry, 9 As opposed to a brewery. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No liquor in a brewery. It's a totally different style of gig. Yeah. It really is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Different you, style of people. Jamie Rogers has never played quieter drums. No. <laughs> I'm not even playing drums. I'm just moving my hands around <laughs> over the drums. It's got two feathers on you know, sticks. It's the, it's Super the easy. Sound of the, it's the sound of the like stick going through the air is all you hear. Right. You were but I'm still kind of looking back like, God, can you please? I'm trying to tell a story here, Jamie. <laughs> Brutal. Brutal. Uh, Tom, thank you so much for coming. Uh and talking to us today. Thanks for that having me. Fun. I'm so glad to be on here. It makes me really happy. Um, what are we? We're Jamie and Travis. Present. Present.